Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friend, and welcome back to Above Par. Super glad that you're here. I want to start by giving a shout out to some of my friends who listen to me in Minnesota. I got an email from Ella from Brackets Crossing, and she said there's a lot of people in Minnesota listening. And of course, my friend Holly is in Minnesota. So I just want to give a shout out to all you folks getting a beautiful golf season this summer up there in Minnesota. And thank you so much for listening and sending me the emails and showing me how you're getting a lot of value out of the podcast and taking it to your golf and your everyday life. I so appreciate it. So thank you for listening. So today I want to talk about sharpening your golf saw. The phrase sharpen your saw, I think came from Franklin Covey. Remember those Franklin Covey uh, planners? I don't even know if they're still a thing because everything's so digital now. But it always stuck with me as a way of just fine tuning your skill relative to planning. I think it has a different reference, but relative to your golf game, I want you to think about how you can sharpen your golf saw, so to speak, meaning what do you need to do to take your game to the next level? What can you fine tune? What can you sharpen? And I think the reason why this is a great topic and something for you to think about is that we can go through our day-to-day actions over and over again and keep creating the same results and never look outside on different ways that we can get a little bit better, improve, start knocking off a shot here or there, maybe even enjoying the game just a little bit more. How can we continue to sharpen the saw, meaning take our game to the next level, improve just a little bit? We don't have to always make big leaps or bounds with the game. All it takes sometimes is one little shot. If you're consistently shooting around 80 and you would love to be consistently shooting in the high 70s, that's two shots, let's say, two to three shots, what can you do to start eliminating those shots, minimizing mistakes, taking it to the next level? What most golfers have a tendency to do is they focus on the thing that stings the most. They'll focus on that one shot that they hit out of bounds or in the water that just hurts a little bit extra. And then they go to the range and they focus on their drive or they focus on a three wood and they spend all their time and energy doing that. But that might not be your next best move for you being able to eliminate a couple shots here or there. And then what happens is we end up staying kind of stuck at the same place. So I just want to give you a way of looking at three different areas where you can take your game to the next level. And I just want to bring it to your attention so that you can ask yourself these questions and see if you can find different places in your game that maybe you can shave a shot here or there, think a little bit better, feel a little bit better about the game. And as a result, start playing a little bit better, scoring a little bit lower, showing up in tournaments, more like your genuine golfer self that you are on the range versus a different version of yourself often that shows up in tournaments or in competition. Okay, so the first area, of course, is the physical part of your game, right? We do want to look there. What can you do physically? What area of your game can improve just a little bit? And again, we're not going for the thing that stings the most. 
We're going, where can you take your game to the next level? So let me give you some examples so you can start thinking. And the beauty about this is it doesn't matter what your handicap is. Your ability is going to shift over time. It's going to ebb and flow back and forth over time. So I want you to think about it this way. When you started playing the game, and let's say we were in the short game area and you were chipping, your expectations might be to get the dang ball on the green. That was a win. I just want to chip, get the ball on the green, get it relatively close, right? <laughs> which is subjective. So maybe 20 feet. Yay, I'm chipping. Right? Then your handicap goes down a little bit. You get into the 30s. Now you're like, all right, I want to get it inside 10 feet so that I can two putt. So I had this come up with a client one time and she mentioned that, yeah, I'm a pretty good chipper. I get up and two putt each time. I'm like, whoa. At your handicap, your expectation is to get up and one putt, up and down, right? So as you keep moving your handicap lower, or if you want to move your handicap lower, then should your radius around the cup of chip shots get smaller? If right now 10 feet is about where you get most of your chips, let's make it eight feet. Let's make it five feet. Let's get it where you have tap-ins. That's where you start up-leveling your game. And even if you're Doing that every once in a while, let's do it more often. What do you need to do to do that more often? Because on the golf course, when you go and play, that is going to show up and be beneficial for you. And the better your short game gets, the more you can rely on your short game, you put less pressure on your full swing. Because your full swing is going to be taking the brunt of the pressure to hit the green so you don't have to chip if this isn't the strongest part of your game. It could be the bunker. And you're Odds of getting out of the bunker are 50-50, and maybe you increase that to getting out of the bunker 75% of the time, right? When a beginner starts, it's like tons of high fives. We get one ball out of the bunker. Then the goal is to eventually get the ball out. And once we get the ball out, then we want to get the ball on. High fives for getting the ball on the green when you're in the sand. Then as we get better, we want to get out, we want to get on, and close. How close? Are Are you happy with 15 feet from the cup? Can you start leveling that part up? Can you start focusing on a smaller circle or radius around the cup? Because the more that we focus on something smaller, the more we give our brain that intention to focus on something smaller, then our misses become closer to the target. Right? If you stand in the range, you're just like, I just want to hit it on the range somewhere. Right? It's just so random. There's not a whole lot of restrictions on that, constraints on your swing. There's not focus, just swing. Okay, now I want to hit between two flagsticks. Now my focus has to go up. I have to pay a little bit closer attention. Right, same thing with your short game. Maybe it's your putting. Are you getting satisfied with one or two, three putts around? Maybe that's an area that could save me a lot of shots. I start focusing on my distance control and I up level my confidence and certainty on my shorter putts. Maybe it's in your wedges, right? So what area of your game can you sharpen the saw? I promise you, I got a 90% chance. Okay, that was a random percentage. I'm just saying that it's not your distance. You trying to add a couple extra yards, four or five yards, is a moot point if you can't chip it on the green and you're three putting. It doesn't matter. Right? So if you're spending all your time and energy on the range trying to create a couple extra yards, thinking that's going to help you score better, I would love for you to reconsider that. Most of the progress that people make in sharpening their golf saw so that they can lower their scores just by one or two shots can make a huge difference is going to be in the short game. Okay. So what can you do physically Two, mentally ask yourself, what mentally can you do to take your game to the next level? 
Your biggest indicator here is how you feel. Where do you feel the most discomfort? Where are you the most uncomfortable or feel pressure or tension or nerves? Is it on your tee shot? Is it on an approach shot? Is it in the bunker? Is it just playing in tournaments? The last three holes, the first three holes, playing with different people. Where do you get the most discomfort? And then ask yourself, what am I currently believing that I don't want to believe? That I want to change? What thought isn't working for me? It could be as as simple as I stink out of the bunkers. It could be I'm not a very good pressure player. And the thing about these beliefs that you have to be very curious about is that most of the time we think we're stating a fact. We have beliefs about our golf game that we think are facts and that they are not useful. They're not helping us because they become self-fulfilling prophecies. I stink out of the bunker. See, I hit a bad shot. I stink out of the bunker. Hit in a bunker. Well, I stink out of the bunker. Hit a bad shot. See, and we just keep producing evidence over and over again. And all we're doing is digging in a deeper belief versus asking, well, what do I want to believe about my bunker game that actually I can get better? Maybe I can get it out. Maybe I can hit it closer. But if we get stuck in that one belief, we never change anything and we keep producing the same results over and over again. So it's your emotion is a good indicator and it's that same result that we keep seeing that is showing us there's something there that's worth looking at. So what is that for you? Get curious and then ask yourself, what do I want to believe about my golf game and my ability and my ability to shave a couple shots off my score? Do you want to believe that it's going to take a lot of work and it's really hard? Or do you want to believe that it's possible and that you can do it? And maybe it's not as hard as I thought it was. How can I make it simpler? How can I make it easier? Do you want to believe that you don't have enough talent to shave off a couple shots or that you're not going to be able to maintain it once you do? Or do you want to believe, actually, this is pretty easy. I know exactly where I need to focus and where I need to spend my energy, right? There's beliefs that hold us back and keep us from sharpening our saw. And there's beliefs that we need to replace and we need to adopt. Get curious and figure out what those are for you and the different areas that you can start leveling up your mental skills. And the third area really are skills like course management. Course management, I think is challenging because people don't know what they don't know. (laughs) You're like, playing along and you're, someone says, you know, when you hit it over there, it's not a very good angle. And you're like, wait, what? I never thought about it, right? We don't realize things until someone brings them to our attention. A lot of times that might be something if you don't, if you really don't know where to up level your course management skills to go and have a playing lesson or play with somebody who's a really good golfer and just pick their brain about how you go about playing the golf course. And as they share that with you, you might have some epiphanies and I never thought about playing a hole that way. One creative way of going about that is standing on the green and looking backwards. And how would you play the hole going backwards is a great way to look at course management. What angle do you need to be in as you're standing on the green out in the fairway to be able to have the best shot at that green, the best angle at that green? And then from that spot to the tee box, where's your line? Where's that best angle? Another one that's overlooked is having your preferred club into the green. So a lot of times people will hit 
on a par five, tooling right along, driver three wood down into the area where I lay the sod over the ball every single time. And I make a six on this easy par five. And we never think, well, I love it from 70 yards, hit it to 70 yards. If that means a driver and a seven iron to 70 yards to hit that favorite club into the green is so much better than lay the sod over an area or skull it over the green area, (laughs) right? I can't tell you how many times people do this. Oh my gosh, I hate this yardage. I'm like, well, why the hell did you hit it here? And they look at me like I have 18 heads. I'm like, what do you mean? Why did I hit it here? I have to hit my three wood. No, you don't. You hit to a club that you prefer. Why do we do that? Because we can stand over it with certainty and confidence and make a good swing. We don't want to stand over a shot that we have no certainty or confidence over, right? That's just a good strategy. So another way to say this in in course management is your caddy skills, which would include club selection, knowing your yardages, reading the greens. Is that a skill that is worth you spending some time and working on? And that's really going to make a difference in you being able to sharpen your golf saw and drop off a couple shots. So whatever you do listening to this, those three things, get really curious. Is there something in my game, particularly my short game, that if I just narrowed my target a little bit more, leveled up where I was, will that help me save a couple shots off off of my score? What mentally is going to serve me? And I want to include in that too, how you interact with other people on the golf course. This can be something that we miss that really affects our score. So in other words, if you're people pleasing out there, or if you're carrying on and having conversations and it's distracting you from preparing for the shot and doing your course management, and then you end up making these silly mistakes. Are the people in your group being too big of a distraction to you and the seriousness that you want to take the game? And I'm not saying you got to be serious in every time you play. I'm just saying sometimes we get wrapped up in conversations. I witness this and then they go and hit the shot and they haven't really prepared. This is not a problem. But if you are going to use your score as a way to beat yourself up, it's a problem. So either decide I'm going to go out there and have a good time and I'm going to talk and I'm not going to worry about my score, or I'm going to go out there and have a good time. I'm going to take an extra minute before each shot to make sure I'm putting in a hundred percent because I will worry about my score and I will beat myself up if I don't score well, or I'll use that against my confidence and my belief in myself. Okay. And then the last one is your course management, caddy skills, green reading. What part of that is going to help you with your scoring? And when you figure it out, write it down. And then make a plan and get to work. Put it in your practice plan. Put it in your objectives. Put your brain to work looking for evidence of it. Make it an intention when you go out and practice and play. One shot makes a big difference. Doesn't matter where you are. One shot on a consistent basis makes a big deal. And all you're going to do is start lowering your score one shot at a time. All right, my friends, I hope that helps. Let's start sharpening our golf saw. All right, have a beautiful week. If you need any help with this, make sure you reach out to me at kathyhartwood.com. Talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.